Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Hey, KLM, I'm back. I got a word from heaven for you, all right? It's called Through the Storms or Through the Wire. Let's pause and go to Kanye West, Through the Wire. They can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they hop? I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. It's a life or death situation, man. Y'all yeah, y'all don't really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy Kanye Titter. Shot town, what's going on? All right, you enjoy that um, just a little bit. I know it had some to, somewhat to do with his mouth and whatnot being wired, but I, I wanted to get the catchphrase through the wire. What, what does that have to do with? What, what is that about? Through the storms or through the wire? What, what, I, last week we talked about can you stand the rain? And I pray that, that that was an encouragement to you. So this week I want to talk about the storms of life the storms of life. And so when we talk about through the wire or through the storms, we're talking about the storms of life. The storms of life are part of this journey. We can expect the trials in this journey to happen to us. I got a question for you. Have you ever thought if I can just do everything perfectly, make the right decisions and do the right thing 100% all the time, then I'll never have any problems? That's a lie. <laughs> that's, a, that's a faulty ideology. I'm telling you, it, um, there's only one person who did something, did everything 100%, and that was Christ. And so I think the ideal is if I can only pray more, or if I only confess the word, if I only fasted, or if, if I only went to church more, then I, I would never have encountered that problem. But I want to tell you, not necessarily. <laughs> you might encounter more problems. Have you ever noticed the more you pray, the more there are challenges? The more you read and study the scriptures, the more you find yourself in a greater battle? Uh, have you ever thought about fasting when you, when you fasted and, and all of a sudden things just all hell breaks loose? I want to let you know that you're on the right track. <laughs> when you got born again, you enter a war zone and that God never promised a bed of roses, but he actually promised to be with us and to give us hope and to help us to overcome all the challenges of life. And so with that, in, I want you to keep that in mind that that none of those things would have, you know, praying, fasting, tithing, honoring the Lord would prevent any of those problems per se. But perhaps they prepared you to go through the storms more so, more so than just preventing those things from happening. I think sometimes some Christians believe that if I pray harder or pray more or read the Bible more consistently, that I won't have any problems. Jesus does not come into our lives to get rid of all our problems. He comes to save us from our sins and to restore us back to fellowship with the Father and to give us the Holy Spirit. Um, there's a quote called, it says, lower your expectations of earth. This is in heaven, so don't expect it to be. 
So lower your expectations. Just know that you're going to go through trouble for both the righteous and the unrighteous. There are things we can prevent and there are things that we can't. You got to accept that fact. This doesn't take away our authority in Christ. Your authority in Christ has to do with you, not necessarily other people. So you don't have authority over other people unless you're a parent or you're a husband, the head of the house, or you, oh, you have a business and you, you have authority over your business and so forth. But you don't have authority over all businesses. Just like I have authority in at KLM as the senior pastor, lead pastor, but I don't have authority of the church down the street. So, so you got to recognize your authority and recognize your place. So just because troubles, they come, doesn't necessarily mean that you, you have, it doesn't take away from your authority as a believer. Also, by, by encountering troubles, it doesn't take away that your, your ability to pray, to pray. Prayer changes things, but prayer doesn't change everything, right? And so I can pray, I can even confess and speak to the mountains, that doesn't take away that the fact that I'm going to have trouble, trouble on every side. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, uh, there's an old song that I'm hearing in my head right now. Trouble don't last always. And you got to keep that in mind when you're going through. We're going to go through things that we cannot explain. Ready or not, here comes trouble. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's something that we have to Get, get it in our hearts and our minds that there's going to be trouble in this life. The need to explain. Sometimes we feel like we, we need an explanation of why there are troubles, certain troubles in our lives. But I'm telling you, that need to, for explanation is really a need of control. And you have to really retreat and understand that you're not going to understand everything. <laughs> um, and sometimes the need for explanation for everything is really a demonstration of your lack of faith and your lack of trust. You don't need to be, ex God is not obligated to us to explain everything that happens in our life. Why did I get molested? Or why did this, you know, my spouse leave me? Why did my spouse cheat on me? Why did <clears throat> my kids go wild? Or why did I get fired? Or why did I lose, lose my house or lose my job or whatever the case may be? God is not obligated to explain anything to us. And if you read the book of Job, you'll understand <laughs> um, God is very strict with Job. He says, listen, I, you, you, you wanted me, you, you're trying to hold me responsible for all these things. And and I have to explain myself to you or explain all the things that are happening. There's a scripture that I want us to turn to. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says this, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So secret things, the myster mystical things, the things that we don't understand, uh, they belong to the Lord. <laughs> why did my sister die or my brother die? Or why did my dad die? My biological dad died. He was killed at a young age. I was four years old, I think six years old. And he, he departed. Why did he die? I mean, there, there are different reasons that I can tell you, I think, the reasons why. I, but, but those things, I, God is not obligated to tell me why things are happening. 
all the time, right? But the things that are revealed, we must rejoice in. Um, you, you can ask, um, 1 Corinthians 13, 9 says this, 1 Corinthians 13, 9, it says, we know in part, we prophesy in part. So we're not going to know everything, but we do know in part. And then we know what is revealed to us, but we need to rest in the Lord and apply Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go over there. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. I feel like I'm rushing. I must slow down. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So we see this scripture telling us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. So we need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, apply the scripture and lean not to our own understanding. What you know is what you know, but all that you know is not all there is to know. So you don't lean to your understanding, but you trust in the Lord and you acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. So let me give you some reasons why there are storms in your life. Perhaps <laughs> one is bad decisions. Some storms are, you know, you are self-inflicted. <laughs> you, you, you actually provoke that storm to come your way. But bad decisions, marrying the wrong person. And, and you know, you're going to have a life full of drama. If they're full of drama now, they're going to be full of drama later. Right. You never, never marry somebody to change them or hoping that they will change. That was some of the best advice that I got before I got married. Me and my wife, at the time we were dating, I think we were going through some challenges. We went to another couple, and, and the, the gentleman said to me, if, if your wife never changes, are you okay with that? Because if you're not, don't marry her. And so that, that's something to keep in mind. Never get married to someone hoping that they will change. So many people, specifically women, have married a man hoping that that man will change. It, it doesn't happen. If they're not changed now, they're not going to be changed later. Don't marry some man who's not going, or some woman who's not going to church now. If they're not going to church now, they're not going to go to church later. So that's just the bottom line. Um, another reason why storms happen in our lives is Satan. Satan is behind some of the storms that, that we have. Not all, but some. And then other people, if you're married to somebody and they made bad decisions, that their bad decision will affect you. If you're a kid, you're under the roof of your parents, guess what? Your parents' decisions will affect you. And so you got to keep those in mind. Other people, this other people making bad decisions can impact you. Also disobedience. By being disobedient to God or to the law, if you're texting and driving and you're, you're breaking the, the speed limit and you get in a car accident, why did this happen? Why did God allow this to happen? No, you got to take responsibility. You are texting while driving and you are speeding while driving, you know, drive. So you had the accident. You can't sit back and, act and blame God. Oh, why did I get pulled over? Or, you know, it's like spouses, you know, spouses cheating on their spouse, you know, on, on their spouse in the marriage and breaking marriage covenant. Why did my wife leave me? Or why did my, well, you cheated. I mean, come on. I mean, you, you can't, you can't, some things are, it just, it, it, 
there's no explanation. I mean, there, there, there's a clear explanation of why these things are happening. You know, why did I lose my house? Because you didn't pay your mortgage on time. Maybe you, you should have considered what you were actually making and not the overtime money when you got into the house. And now there's no more overtime. Now you can pay your mortgage. Now there's foreclosure, right? And so there, those are bad decisions that we, why did you get the car that you, you know, you couldn't pay for the, the insurance or you couldn't pay for the car payment? That, you know, instead of getting the, the little car that didn't look so nice, you got the nice, I mean, the nice expensive car, which you couldn't afford, you know? So those are, and, and you lose it, you end up losing that car and getting repossessed, right? And then you wonder, what, what happened? Why did God allow this? No, God, God will allow you to step in front of a car right now, right? And, and, and get killed. I mean, and we'll have somewhere to go in the next week or so. Um, the coronavirus, right? There, there was, um, from what I'm understanding, there's a lot of, a, a bunch of pastors and bishops who died recently. They had a meeting after the governor, um, the government had shut everything down. They decided to go ahead and have this meeting. And many of them got this, this virus and they died. I, I'm thinking about a pastor recently that I heard of. He said that he could heal could a coronavirus, and so he was going into people's houses and, and praying for them in the name of the Lord, and guess what? He got, he got the virus, COVID-19, and he died. So that, that was ignorance. That was foolishness. That wasn't faith. Sometimes when people, what people call faith is not faith at all. It's foolishness or it's presumption. You know, oh, let me just charge up my credit card. I'm trusting God to pay it off. God will allow you to stay in that debt for 20 years. And you pay interest on it for 20 years. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. If you sow whatever man soweth, that's what he will also reap. God never told you to be stupid, <laughs> but he also tells you to use your brain and use your faith. And so you've been, you know, God never tells us to take a leap of faith, leap into the dark. You know, God will lead us in places where we are, where it's uncommon to us. Right? And... And sometimes people are, are wanting to blame God for their bad decision. And now they're in a storm that they cause. Perhaps the reason why you did not get your, your marriage is falling apart because you didn't get counseling. You chose not to get premarital counseling and you went ahead and got married anyway. And now you got issues. And now you're too prideful to go to a counselor, specifically a Christian counselor, that will give you a God's perspective on marriage. And you didn't listen to the Christian counselor. And now you wonder why it's not working. All right. That, that makes sense. Well, Lord, you said I'm going to tithe. You should tithe. I, I, I believe in tithing. If you know me, you know that I believe in tithing. I've been tithing since I was a kid. And so I, I do believe in tithing. But a lot of times people say, well, it doesn't work. It's not working. Tithing is not working. Malachi 3 says, God will meet my needs. He'll destroy the lack in my life. But the reason why I believe that some people, it's not working for them is because they don't, they're not faithful over the 90%. So God is faithful with what he said, but you got to do, you got to be faithful with the 90%. Because if you're not faithful with the 90%, He's not going to bless mess. If you're going out and you spend every dime that you have, he's not going to turn around and bless you, right? And even though you're tithing, you got to also be a good steward. You got you to get some wisdom as it relates to money. I, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs>
Oh, another reason why we go through storms is ignorant. Ignorance. The Bible says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. And so the reason why some people are going through storms, I, I never forget this. I was in Bible college and, and I never forget. I had some friends who may be looking up at this YouTube, this, this, this sermon <laughs> in Bible college. And I remember them saying, oh, the devil, you know, the devil turned, had my phone turned off because I was up witnessing to people. And no, you didn't pay your telephone bill. It, the devil had nothing to do with that. You just did not pay your telephone bill. Perhaps that young person, young man, was not, um, did not have the understanding of money and responsibility of taking care of their bills. God wants us to pay our bills. Amen. Can I get an amen? God wants us to pay our bills. He wants you to have a good name. He's concerned about your credit. You need to protect your credit. You need to do what you need to do naturally. Let me leave that alone. Another reason why we may have storms is obedience to Christ. Uh, when, like I said, when you got born again and you decided to follow God, all hell broke loose, right? Because you're on the opposite side of the enemy and obedience to Christ will provoke storms in your life. Just because you, you decided to follow Jesus and read the Bible. And I will even say this. If you decided to, to do some good things in your life, some positive things like go back to school or start a business. Have you ever noticed that when you decided to do something good, that all, all this opposition comes against that? I believe that, that that was part of the enemy trying to prevent you, even saved or unsaved, when it comes to you fulfill, pursuing something positive. Now, there are other reasons that we're going through storms or through the wire that we, we may never know. There's a merit of other reasons why trouble comes to us all. But regardless, we must rely on the Lord. God never promised a trouble-free life. Let me say this again. You know, I like to repeat myself because repetition is, is, the, is the master, is the mother of learning. God never promised a, a trouble-free life. God never promised a trouble-free life. So don't expect to have one. Well, that said, I, want, I don't want to be a doom and gloom preacher and telling you all, the, all these bad things are going to happen. Um, but, it's, but it's really a message of hope. Despite where you are in life, God is on your side. He is your hope. He is there to give you the wisdom to overcome. The Bible teaches us to be realistically optimistic about life. Realistic, like really practical life. The Bible is very practical. With that said, let's go and look at some scriptures about trouble, about the storms of life. We're going to start with Job. Job chapter 5. Job is a great book, by the way. Um, many, I'm going to preach through Job one of these days, but it's a, it's a really good book to understand trials and tribulation and having hardship, you know, within the life of a righteous person. Job chapter 5 Verses six and seven says this for affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble sprout from the ground. But man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. Man is born to trouble. So we are born 
into a world of trouble. I, I'm hearing this, <laughs> this song in my head, born to be wow, born to be wow. You know, maybe we should pause and go look at the video, born to be wow. <laughs> Listen, um, we're born to trouble. We're born into the world trouble. We come out crying, or we should come out crying. I, I, we come out screaming because there's something wrong with this world. It's a fallen world. Go with me to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. We talk about through the storms or through the wire. Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verse 29. Psalm 34. Actually, it's verse 19. Psalm 34, verse 19. Many are the affliction, many are the afflictions of the righteous. If you're righteous, you're going to be afflicted. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but here's the hope. But the Lord delivers them out of them what? All. The Lord delivers them out of them all. So we're going to have some afflictions in this life. Many are the afflictions. Psalm 91. Let's go over there. Psalm 91. Here we go. Psalm 91. And let's look at verse 15. Psalm 91 verse 15 says, And when he calls to me, I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will rescue him and honor him. So here we see that God is with us in trouble. He never promised that we wouldn't have trouble. He said he'll be with us. But he's just, he's just not in with us in trouble just to be there, but to rescue us out of that trouble. All right, let's go to Luke chapter 21. Luke 21. We're talking about through the storms, there, the storms of life. It rains on the just and the unjust. We're going to go through storms, all kinds of storms. Just live a little bit and you'll find yourself in a storm. Luke 21 verses 25 through 28, it says, and there will be signs and sun and moon and stars and on the earth the stress of nations and perplexity because of the mornings of these of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with forbidding, forbidding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because of your redemption is drawing near. So as we begin to see signs of the time, we'll, we begin to see the nations shaking and, and earthquakes and, and all kinds of stuff happening in the world. The Bible tells us not to fear. And there'll be people who, whose hearts will fail because of fear. But Jesus said this, that when we see these signs, straighten up ourselves and look up for our redemption draws near, knowing that our hope is coming. All right, go with me to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, through the storms. John chapter 16, and let's look at verse 33. John 16, verse 33. It says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. Notice that in Christ we have peace. But in the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So in Christ we have peace, but in the world we have tribulation. 
If you're in the world, you're going to have some tribulation. You're not going to escape tribulation. You're not going to escape trials, and you're not going to escape persecutions as a Christian. You're going to have trouble in this world. You're going to have tribulation. It, things that's going to cause you to be sad, that there is a balance of joy and sorrow, um, happiness and sadness, life and death. We're going to experience some loved ones dying. I know that doesn't sound good, it, especially, oh, we're supposed to be faith people, but faith people know how to overcome in grief, right? We know how to overcome when we're going through sadness and the loss of someone. I, I have a, um, a mentor uh, of, of mine. Him and his wife started a church back in the 70s. I think they just celebrated 50-something years of mar marriage. And when they first started out in ministry, and they, you know, they had a 13-month-old. And the 13-month-old got killed by a car. And many people came to him and says, you know, God needed another flower in his garden. <laughs> Foolishness. Run from that pastor. Or, you know, God knew that that kid was going to grow up. They had a, it was a son. That kid, that son was going to grow up and, and be wild. So God took him. Foolish words. Some things, some things don't need to be said. Even if you believe that, which is foolish to believe that, even if you believe that, keep that to yourself. You're not to say everything that comes to your mind. And that's why some people are having trouble. A storms because they always talk what they what comes to their minds. Don't say even if it's true. Just because it's true doesn't mean that it needs to be spoken. Truth at wrong at the wrong time it could be detrimental. Uh, so you got to make sure that you're not just saying what comes to your mind. It you know s some people have no filter. They just say what whatever comes up. They just say even some pe some pastors some preachers don't have pulpit etiquette. They just say anything, talk about all kind of raunchy stuff in the, from the pulpit. And, and we, we need to guard against that, right? And so they, they, the, the, my, this, these mentors of, of mine, they, they kind of shared those things, said people came and said some horrible things about God. And, and him and his wife decided to, they were going to trust God. They're going to trust God. I'm gonna, they, we're not going to look and blame God for the death of our 13-month-old, but we're going to trust the Lord. We're not going to let the enemy be, defeat us just because this has happened. And that, that was really hard for them. That was really hard for them. And let's go to another scripture. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Acts chapter 14, 22. Notice this, too, that... Don't think that it's strange that you're going through that. There are other people who, who, who are going through a worse situation than yours. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about a song called Be Grateful by the Hawkins. And it's like, you know, there, there, there's someone else in a worse condition than where you are, what, what you're facing. And if you start thanking God for what you have, start thanking God that, you know, hey, I can get through this. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Acts 14, verse 22 says this. It says, strengthen the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, saying that through, the, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And so before we're going to enjoy the fullness of heaven, 
We're going to have to endure tribulations. Tribulations, notice it's plural. It's not just one. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. It says this, Because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. That's interesting, right? Here is the man of God who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, who was full of the wisdom of God, full of the Spirit, and yet Satan hindered Paul from coming to this group of people. The word hinder means to cut, it, cut in on someone, to detain them. So Satan detained Paul and hindered and, and blocked him from coming to the people of God. Well, some say, well, how, how's that possible? I believe it was because Paul was thrown into prison and that's, that was the way in which Satan hindered Paul. And so here, the storms, here's a storm or trouble that came to Paul by way of blocking him from preaching the word of God. I got a couple more scriptures. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And it tells us this. 2 Timothy chapter 2 tells us that um, the grace of God has been given to us in Christ Jesus. It says, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. And we, we have this scripture that talks about enduring, King James says, enduring hardship as a soldier, as a good soldier. So you're going to have some hardship in this world. And I want to I stop there as far as scriptures. I want to give us some, some ways in which we can overcome the storms of life. Hardships does not mean the absence of God's presence or God's peace, but it, it gives us the reality that we're living in a fallen world. We're in a world that has been affected by sin. I, Winston Churchill said this, if you're going through hell, keep going. So if you're going through hell, just keep going. I got 14, 15, I believe, 15 ways to overcome the storms of life. The first one is to develop a, and this is not necessarily priority, uh, you know, in priority, right? Um, it, it, it actually, take this out, Dave. All right. <laughs> so, 15 ways in, in which we are called to, that we can overcome the storms of life. You have a part to play. The first one is to develop a fighting spirit. Develop a fighting spirit. Don't just sit back and let life happen to you, but make it happen for you. Don't just sit back. You have to develop. I've heard people with cancer having a fighting spirit, doing what they needed to do naturally, spiritually, doing, doing something. And so don't just sit back and this is whatever it will be. But no, you got to make things happen. Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about songs these days. Well, I've always thought about songs, just not vocalizing them. Uh, Mariah Carey, make it happen. 
<laughs> There's a song called, I'm going to make it happen. The Lord is going to make it happen. And so together, the Lord and I and the Lord and you, we're co-laboring with the Lord and together we make things happen. So you got to develop a fighting spirit, fight against cancer, fight against um, depression, fight against um, lack and poverty, fight against ignorance, fight against divorce, fight against bad decisions, fight against, you know, whatever's going on, sickness and disease in your body, fight against those things. God, God give us a fighting spirit. You'll overcome by have, developing a fighting spirit. The second is to get the wisdom of God. Now, wisdom comes from three different ways. Wisdom comes from the Word of God, the Bible. Wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit, who will always speak in sync with the Scriptures. And wisdom comes from other people, from their experiences, through their education, their knowledge, and so forth. So get wisdom. While you're going through, get some wisdom. Number three, pray both in English and in other tongues or your native tongue. You know, you may speak in Spanish or, or another language, but pray in your native tongue and also pray in other tongues. That's how we overcome. Um, the third is to, or the fourth is to worship God daily and praise God for the victory. You got to spend some time worshiping God. Go around your house lifting up your hands or laying prostrate on the floor. Worship God. Spend time worshiping him and declaring that he is your God and that you are his child. Begin to declare how good he is and spend some time praising God for victory. Lord, I thank you for meeting my needs. I thank you that I'm healed. I thank you that I have wisdom. I thank you I have peace in the midst of this storm. I thank you, Lord, that this storm will not last always, that I am an overcomer and I'm going to over overcome this storm. The next is to spend time digesting the word. Spend some time digesting the word. Make sure you get the word of God in you. You got to spend some time reading, studying, and memorizing and meditating the scriptures. Okay, so the first was to develop a fighting spirit. The second is to get the wisdom of God. Third is to pray both in your native tongue and other tongues. Fourth is to worship God daily and praise God for the victory. Fifth is to spend time digesting the word. Number six is to find specific scriptures that cover your case and cover and confess those scriptures over your situation. Find specific scriptures that cover your case. So whatever you're going through, find scriptures. The Bible speaks to whatever you're going through and find scriptures that gives you the promises of God and put those promises on your mouth and begin to declare them all the time. I thank you, Father, that you, you, are, you, you own the whole earth. The earth is yours and the fullness thereof. You own the cattle upon a thousand hills and therefore you are my source. My job is not my source. God, you are my source. You're my provider and you have a billion different ways to provide for me. You can provide through this job or you can provide through another job. You can give me the wisdom to invent something, the wisdom to own my own business. You can, there are many ways. God, God got more ways than you got problems. 
And so you can praise God and worship God, find those scriptures that promises you the things that you're believing for and begin to declare those things. If you're lonely, I know that there may be somebody who's dealing with loneliness. I will get the scriptures that talks about that God is with us, that he'll never leave Emmanuel, God with us. Hebrews talks about Hebrews 13. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I thank you that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I'm never alone. I'm always, God is always with me. That's why I despise the prayer that people pray. Lord, be with me today. Why pray such foolish, unbelieving prayer, faithless prayers as God be with me? God is already with you. So you start thanking God. You start thanking God that he's already with you. I'm telling you the reality of that will be your tr the truth in your life. Not I hate when people say, oh, live your truth. No, don't live your truth. Live the truth. Here we go. The next one. Get around word-filled saints for encouragement. Get around word-filled saints. So people who know God, who knows the word, make sure you're around them because they're going to give you some encouragement. That's how you overcome the storms of life. The next one is to come to church as much as possible. It's not, this is not the time to stay home. This is not the time to be isolated. When sometimes pe people are going through, they, oh, I'm just going to stay home. That's the devil. Isolation is the devil's playground. He wants to get you by yourself because the word that you need, the wisdom that you need to overcome that storm is in at that pastor is preaching. I'm, that word is available in that house. That praise and worship is, you know, as we praise God together, that corporate anointing will actually um, break some things over your life. So make sure you come to church as often as possible, as much as possible. Now, don't come during this time of coronavirus because we're not here. All right. I have to just put that disclaimer in. Now, fast. Spend some time fasting. Turn over the plate. Spend some time, you know, away from food so that you can actually um, spend that time. Um, you spend that time get, seeking God for direction. Spend, uh, uh, you know, you can cut that out. Uh, the next one is don't faint. Don't give up. Don't don't give in. Don't give up during this time. Don't just be strong. Just say, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm almost finished. The next one is do what you need to do in the natural. Do the practical. Do the practical. Next one is go help someone else in their storm. Go encourage them, pray for them, help them to get over their storm. And what you, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. I got two more. Listen to hope-filled, faith-saturated, spirit-filled, led, spirit-filled and spirit-led ministries. That's gospel singers and so on. Let me say it again. Listen to hope-filled, faith-saturated, I'm sorry, faith-saturated, spirit-filled, and spirit-led ministries, both preaching and singing. Something, and I'm going to tell you what my dad used to do. The last one is to rest in the Lord. Some of the best things you can do is to go home and go to sleep. When you're going through a storm, just sleep like Jesus slept through that storm that he was going through. Now, I was going to refer to my father. One time, you know, he, you know, he would come home and, you know, having a lot of pressure on him. He would come home and 
lay down, listen to some good gospel music, put a hat over his head and lay on the floor in the living room and let that music minister to you. I'm telling you, music is so powerful. Even preaching is powerful. And there's really no excuse to be down and out. That music is going to encourage you and strengthen you as you go. God bless you. I just want to encourage you to continue to go on in the things of God, continue to press on to know the Lord. And, and I, I encourage you. Father God, I thank you for your people. May they be strengthened in the power of your might. God, I pray that you'll help them to overcome. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.